we're going to finish up our series that we've been uh, talking about over the past couple of weeks, The Gift. As we focused in on the Magi, I, I enjoyed watching the Magi at one point. One of the Magi had his finger up his nose. That's, I don't know how biblically correct that was, but it may have happened. Who knows? It was a Holloway, so you never know. You just... Oh, man, I love watching those little kids. But the story is, is absolutely true, right? And I, I almost hesitate to call it a story because it's history. Sometimes when we talk about the Bible, we think, oh, isn't that a cute story? Yeah, the guy got swallowed by a fish and then threw up on the vision, and then he went on to tell about it. Isn't that a cute story? Oh, then this story, that story, the story of the manger. Let's, let's make sure we remember. This is more than just a story. This is historical fact. This happened. And as we look in, in the book of, of Matthew chapter 2, I'm going to actually be sharing out of the New Living Translation. I want to talk to you about the gift of gold, a, a king like no other is what I entitled this message. In the back of your seats, there's actually some notes. If you'd like to follow along in a few moments, I'll have you fill in a couple blanks. Matthew chapter 2 Verse 7 says this, Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me, so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Over the past couple of weeks, Matt has done a great job of helping us understand the other two gifts, the frankincense and the myrrh. Today I want to talk to you about the gift of gold. Why would the, why would the, the, the magi think, the, the, the wise men, why would they think that, I think we might bring a gift of gold to this baby? What was it? Well, I'd like to declare to you that the reason why gold likely was brought is because you only give gold to someone who's special to you, someone who you want to honor. Am I right? Do you know in the past 26 years, there's only one woman that I've ever bought anything gold for? <laughs> and that's a good thing. That's my wife. <laughs> I haven't bought gold for any other woman. But why? Because she's my main squeeze. She's my number one. She's, she's number one in my life. That's the only way. And, and even then, I haven't bought her a lot of gold. I just got to be honest there. But, but why? Gold. I, I, I give gold to someone that I love, someone I want to honor. And as these magi, if these wise, as these wise men brought their gifts on this day, they brought that gold because they wanted to honor this baby, honor the one who they knew was the king, the one that was the king above all kings. You know, there's a lot of kings in modern society. In fact, let's just look at a few of them. If, if, I, if you look at this picture, this next picture, what do you think of the Lion King? Okay, you're with me. Let's keep going. How about this one? King Kong? This? Burger King, it's a whopper, it's a whopper, let's keep going. Uh, Stephen King, scary mo uh, movies, scary books, I've never read anything of his. Keep going. Larry King, okay, just a few more. Oh, that was a tough one. This last one, I sang one of his songs, Unforgettable, in my wedding to my wife, 
Nat King, oh, you're a little slow on that one. Nat King Cole. There's a lot of kings, but you know, and I know, and I want to declare again today that there's only one king of kings. There's only one that's worthy of all worship and of all glory and of all all honor, and that's the king of kings, the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. He was more than just a baby. He was more than just a cute, another human that was born on this earth. He was Fully God, yet fully man. The book of Revelation says this, is that there are those that were created to on and on and on, over and over, just declare, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. There's only one worthy of worship like that, and that's why the Magi, the wise men, brought gold on that day. He is the king like no other. Now put yourself in the shoes of the wise men. Put yourself in, a, in, a, in, in the shoes of someone from Judea this time. What kind of a king were they expecting? Oh, they had heard foretold in the Old Testament. We have it recorded. The prophets of old, they prophesied that a Messiah was going to come. And the, and the, uh, the priests would, would teach about the, the king that was to come. But the king who came, born in a stable, placed in a manger, not so much the king they were expecting. Would you agree? They would probably think that this baby would deserve uh, something a little better than a stable, um, a cave, whatever it may have been, a manger with hay that seems to stick to him apparently. I don't know if you caught that. It was funny. Um, But born in a place, I mean, at least put a Serta sleeper in there, you know? (laughs) One of those those that you can dial in. I'm more of a 35. Oh, you're a 40. You know what I'm talking about? Those mattresses that something befitting of a king, not a manger like this. Not a stinky field. This wasn't what they were they were expecting. When you when you think about what they were expecting, they weren't expecting someone who would come and would live among them in such a way and he would minister to the lowest of the low and the highest of the high. He would minister to to those that were he would sit there and literally talk, have a conversation with an adulterer, with a, a lady who had many many husbands. Um, uh, she had many husbands. The one she was living with at that time wasn't even her husband. And how did Jesus, uh, Jesus, confer- Jesus talked to her, uh, had a conversation with her, and loved her enough to point out, okay, here's the sin. Now, uh, something needs to change here, right? You think about the woman caught in adultery, and they were about ready to stone her. And, and Jesus said, go, repent. I love you enough to stop what's happening here. Everyone, cut it out. But listen, go and sin no more. You think about the rich young ruler. He had it all. Dare I say, he would be like some of you say, well, I'm not rich, but some of us here in this room who, you know, you've got a, a, a house to live in, you've got food, you've got clothing, you, you're taken care of, and, and, and you, 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 you have a little extra, maybe you can, Christmas is going to be okay. This, many of us are in that spot. Do you know what, what Jesus said to the rich, rich young ruler? It wasn't, Jesus didn't just come for the poor. He didn't just come for the rich. He came for all people. But when he looked at that rich man, that rich young guy, and said, listen, here's the problem. You can have stuff or stuff can have you. Your issue is stuff has you. And the only way the kingdom of God is ever going to come to your life is if you sell it all. <laughs> They weren't expecting that kind of a Messiah. They weren't expecting someone who would end up going and and having to live through a trial. And he was completely guilty. They weren't expecting a a trial. They weren't expecting someone who would end up um, losing that trial and end up on a cross 
dying. And in the midst of that, look to the Father and say, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Those in Judea, those wise men, the shepherds, all of them, they, they didn't come thinking that this is what this, this leader, this Messiah is going to be. They, they thought of it in a completely different way. But the Messiah that they got and the Messiah we got is the one we needed. Amen. Because this is the Messiah that they weren't expecting, went to the cross, died for our sins. Amen? He, but, but, but then when the women, three days later, went to uh, pour some more spices and, and, and take care of that, what they thought would be a dead body, what they realized, uh, fact is, the stone was rolled away and he wasn't there. He was alive. The last thing they expected was to have a Savior who died on the cross. The last thing they expected, even beyond that, was to have him rise again from the dead three days later. It was a Messiah like they had not expected. So what are you th- going to do with Jesus today? Think, think, think about this. Let me just, let me just, what's interesting to me is, is when you look at the story in the very first century, you see three distinct responses to Jesus as a king. And here we are 2,000 years ago with, with people still making some of these exact same responses. Can we talk about them? In fact, fill these in in your notes, will you? Grab a pen, grab those notes. And the first thing is this, King Herod, King Herod, what was his response to Jesus? What was his response to baby Jesus? His response was, uh, was opposition. He's like, uh, we got to stop this, right? In Matthew chapter 2, it also is recorded this. Look at this. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. If you want to know the rest of the story, read all of Matthew chapter 2. But the wise men had outwitted him, and he sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Now, I don't, I don't know uh, who this would be in this room or watching online, but it would be someone who would be like this. No, I don't need religion. No, I don't need church. I'm doing fine. I don't want anybody to tell me what I need to do. I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to do life my way. Don't anybody tell me what to do. I'm not going to let some outdated religious book that was written thousands of years ago to speak into my life. I don't need that. I can do it on my own. And whether you realize it or not, really, you have a heart that's opposed to the gospel. It's opposed to God. What about the second one? The Jewish priests and those that were in, in uh, um, authority in the Jewish church, the Pharisees and, and beyond that, the Sadducees, all these religious elite. What was their response? Their response.
eh, especially not right now. Got a lot on my mind, got a lot going on. You know, this Christmas, yeah, I, I might, I don't know, I'll come to Christmas Eve or not. I don't know. I got to get to my grandma's because I know we're going to have gifts. And, and I'm really looking forward to the, to the popcorn tin, you know. Three options. There's a cheesy, the caramel, the regular, and the, like to mix it all together. Sometimes if I'm real and feeling crazy, I pull the divider out and just mix it all together. Just eat the best out of it. I got to get my popcorn tin. And it's not even so much that you're like, I can't believe all you. Now repeat after me prayer. And we're just trying to disciple them in prayer. Parents, I encourage you to do that. And, and uh, Ashton was probably just, I don't know, two, three years old. And, and, um, and we're sitting there. It's time to pray. Say, okay, so tonight I'm going to pray, and then I want you to pray. Oh, okay. And so uh, we're going to pray out loud so we can pray together. Agree in faith, you know. We're, that's, that's who we are. We agree in faith together as we pray. So I pray, dear Jesus, blah, 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 and I pray. And, okay, now it's your turn, Ashton. I want you to pray. And, and I, so I close my eyes, I'm just sitting there, and I don't hear anything. And I look over at Ashton, and she's like. <laughs> and I, I say, Ashton, I need you to pray out loud, because we're, we're praying together. I want to agree with you in faith, and trying to disciple her. And she's like, Daddy, tonight, I'm not going to pray out loud. I'm going to pray out quiet. And it's a funny story, but do you know that's the way a lot of believers are today? And even as we start January, I'm going to tell you, we're going to turn up the fire a little bit. We're going to encourage you to start lifting your voice to the Lord. Start expressing your worship to the Lord. We've got a series we're going to, we're going to do in January that's going to try to encourage you and give a, lay a biblical foundation for what worship. I'm really excited about it, but we got to get back to the Magi and the wise men. When they came, they didn't just bring gifts. They didn't just say, here's some gold and frankincense and myrrh. 
They didn't just bring gifts. They said, I'm, I'm not going to worship out quiet today. I'm going I'm to worship out loud. And they, they bowed down and they gave worship to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Why gold? Because he was worthy. And why bowing down in worship? Because it's, it's not about me. It's not about my throne. It's not about my desires. With everything within me, I bow before you in worship to you. You're my king. You're the king of the universe. I am not. They bowed down and they worshiped Jesus. So I'm just curious now. What is your response? There's the message. Worship team, would you come? What is your response? How are you going to respond to Jesus this Christmas season? I know that there's a lot happening on stage right now, but could you just look right here? Don't need him. I got this. Can I just tell you, whether you see it or not, you're opposing Jesus. You're opposing God. And God desires to work in your life, but it starts with a humble acceptance of the fact that you're a sinner and I'm a sinner. We're all sinners. And we must humble ourselves, repent of our sins, and ask Jesus Christ to be our Lord. Are you opposing God today? Maybe, maybe you wouldn't even so much think of it that way, but as, as you think about what we've presented today, that, that you think, okay, yeah, that, that must be where I'm at. Or maybe you're today, you're just dismissing God. Maybe you grew up in church and, and um, or, or you know about God. You know enough to know the Christmas story and, and what all that entails. And, and there's a lot that you know. You know about God, but you don't really know God through his son, Jesus Christ. You just dismiss it. You know, the real heart of the gospel isn't just, here's the Bible, now do what it says. The heart of the gospel, the heart of the Bible is, here's the Savior who came and lived among us. And he died and he rose again. And he's coming back. But he died and he rose again so that you and I would have a way to get to God. And it's the only way. The only way to get to God is through Jesus Christ. Are you dismissing him today? Or is your response worship? Is your response of, how can I do anything but worship Almighty God? Because he's so worthy. Jesus is reaching out to all of us. He's reaching out to those who just can't get it right, to those who are financially a mess, to those whose first marriage didn't work out, to those who look like everything is great on the outside, but on the inside there's hurt and pain. Or those of you who walk in here today and say, Scott, everything's going pretty good. But I can tell you, without Jesus, you haven't even experienced goodness. Because it's only through Jesus Christ that you can experience goodness and peace and all these, the real, the way you were created to. It's only through a life turned on. There will always be an empty place in your heart. If you remember anything from this message, remember this. If you haven't given your life to Christ yet, there will always be an empty spot in your heart.
because you were created to serve Jesus Christ. You were created to make that little baby, that little Messiah, your Lord, your Savior. You are created to fulfill His purposes and His plan. <laughs> and so today's your day. Today's your day to, to invite Him in. And I pray that this isn't just a pass-through service. Like, oh yeah, I'll come. I'll be a part Sunday before Christmas. Or maybe you'll be joining us. We'll be lighting candles on Christmas Eve. I love Christmas Eve service. But I pray it's not just a pastor. I pray it's, it's a time of contemplating, okay, really, where am I at with the Lord? Because he, he's our king. He's our savior. He's not some distant, angry, uninvolved judge waiting for you to mess up. He's not just the man upstairs. He's not the big guy in the sky. Jesus is not your best friend necessarily. He's not your homeboy. He's still a king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. <laughs> He's more than just an eight-pound, six-ounce newborn baby. He's the righteous king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And I'd love it today if you would join me in standing all over this room right now. If you're at home, if you could do this, you're watching this at home, if you're physically able, would you stand in reverence? Stand as an outward expression of your worship to God? Let's take a moment to prepare our hearts to worship the king, to give him honor, to give him reverence for who he really is. Listen to me. Who is the king that gave his life for us? Let me just tell you. My king, according to scripture, is the king of glory. He is the king of righteousness. He is the king of the ages. He is the king of all kings. Jesus, the king, he's the one who heals the sick. He opens blind eyes. He, he heals deaf ears. He strengthens the weak. He delivers the captive. He restores those who are broken and hurting. He is the king. He is a shelter in the time of trouble. He is a light when your world is dark. He is the prince of peace. He is the lamb of God. He is the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He is the resurrection and the life. He is our King. His goodness is indescribable. His power is incomprehensible. His grace is irresistible. At His name, darkness trembles. In His presence, demons flee. Though the devil hated Him, He could not stop Jesus. Death could not hold Him. The grave could not hold Him. Jesus is the King, and I want you to know Him today. I I want you to worship him today. Come on, let's worship him. Worship him today. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. At this moment, don't dismiss him. Don't just push him away. Receive him today. Receive him today. Come on, sing it.
stand in your presence till you come again.